Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Ruben Studdard and Clay Aiken bring their American Idol 20th anniversary tour to Bethesda Theater in Bethesda, Maryland on Monday, January 22nd. They join me to reflect on their incredible journey following Kelly Clarkson's win in season one to help American Idol skyrocket into a TV ratings juggernaut, and why they're still friends 20 years later. Hey, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. Good to be here. Now, the reason we're doing this is the whole tour here is uh, a 20th anniversary tour, obviously, of when you two met in season two of American Idol. I guess that was 2003. So, yeah, 03 or 2023, 2024. Well, yeah, there we go. 20 we, years. We started the tour in 2023. It was a 20th anniversary tour when it started. Now it's just a 20th anniversary plus. It's <laughs> <laughs> carrying over into this year. That's awesome. 20, 20 anniversary in addition. In addition. Yes. To- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, 2024, right, Ruben? Yeah, um, that's exactly what it is. Um, well, yeah, let, let's let's start there. I mean, how, how did you all, uh, I, I assume you've stayed in touch over these 20 years, or but how did you connect finally here to be like, you know what? Hey, my God, oh my gosh, an anniversary year is coming up. Let's Let's do a tour. I mean, we, you know, again, like you said, we are, have more than kept in touch. We are like, you know, we are family. So we, you know, talk regularly. Like it, it surprises a lot of people to know that we have remained friends and brothers over the past 20 years. But yeah, we talk uh, more than just once every seven months. So uh, we, and we also you know, toured uh, together in 2010. Yeah. We did a tour together yeah. and we did a Broadway show together in 2018. So we've um we've stayed I've, I've I've gotten on stage more with Ruben in the last 10 years than I have. Period. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it's kind of a, I, you're, it's kind of a package deal. You're, you're both sides of that same coin. You know, I mean, we, we all, you know, loved your music and your voices uh, at the same time. And it's just carried on for, it's hard to believe 20 years, but what, what sort of stuff do, and we don't want really to give away the whole set list, but what songs, let's tease a little bit. What are we going to hear in here? Is it, is it stuff from, you know, the show like Ruben's flying without wings or Clay's this is the night, or do we add in some stuff, you know, maybe a little bit of, you know, if I was invisible, you know, well, listen, it's it's it, it it is it's definitely a celebration. And what we celebrate is the are the people and the voices that gave us the chance to perform on the show. So we, you know, we talk about the the judges and the guest judges and everything, and we sing songs that are a part of that experience. Yeah, we we very specifically wanted to not make it about here's Ruben album songs, here's Clay album songs, and and we are a package deal in this show. It says Ruben and Clay on the back wall. It says Ruben and Clay on the ticket. And it's Ruben and Clay on the stage almost the entire time. I mean, obviously, we, we couldn't do a show where uh, about American Idol without Ruben doing Flying Without Wings or Superstar also. Um, and, and I'll do Bridge Over Trouble Water. But but 
when we were on the show, we did medleys together as a group. We sang duets. We, you know, that that's what we're trying to do is recreate 2003. So um, it the set list, uh, like Ruben said, really sort of celebrates the year and the people we worked with. There's music by some folks who um, were guests on our season, that type of stuff. Everything you can sing along to. No, so it all harks back to that that season. Awesome, awesome. Yes, oh, hey, real quick, remind us uh, what you were both doing before you auditioned to American Idol. Uh, you know, like uh, they, they always do those cool clip packages of you know what, what you were doing <laughs> during the actual show and back before before yeah. America before American Idol. I was working at a place called Alabama Clinical School, uh, which is a school for juvenile delinquent. <laughs> It's yeah, a nice way to and, say it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that's the that's the that's the truth of the matter. That's where I was working. Yeah, <laughs> I was not do, I was not doing too much just completely dissimilar. I was um working as a special educator um uh in kids with kids with autism and uh and one on one work with a uh, with some uh respite work with some uh young kids with young teenagers with autism also. So we both and, have a passion for working with young people. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And had you both watched season one? You know, did you watch Kelly Clarkson win? And because that was that whole phenomenon. And then by the time season two arrived, when both of you auditioned, then it was the top show in America. I, I'll admit, I watched Kelly's finale, and I watched maybe one episode of that show prior to that um, finale. I think I saw the episode that Tamira Gray got cut from, and I was like, "Oh well, this show's full of crap." Um, <laughs> you cut to my regret it can't be that good and then i did watch the finale also um or or a little bit of it i think i was flipping through channels and saw a little bit of it so i saw the end but you know nine million people watched that season and i think it certainly gave the show a, enough of a of a rating to get people to you know renew it for a second season we did not realize watching that season um even those few episodes that we watched we did not realize that it would be 40 million when we watched when we were on it oh yeah i think i was the same way as both of you actually i think i caught like the tail end of that season one i remember watching kelly win um but yeah but but you two your season was like many americans that was my first time watching you know the whole season start to finish and it was a ratings bonanza it's hard to you know when people watch these american idol and the voice and everything nowadays they're still talented singers but it's hard for young kids to really realize how big you know pre-social media beginning of the internet or you know all, how big american idol really was back when you all were on it so um what what was that atmosphere? What actually? What were the judges like? You know, Simon, Paula, Randy. I mean, I guess Paula was well known, but the re no one knew Simon Cowell at that point, and Randy. Probably, most people probably didn't know him either, other than you know Journey. But like, what was it like? The judges, as they were just on the cusp of that meteoric, where everybody knew them. I think that I mean it. It, it probably uh, felt the way that it seemed on television, the same way it felt in studio. Like we were a part of their. Um, I mean, Paula was a, a mega star before she was on the show, but Randy and Simon in particular became the juggernauts that they are today. While I believe they were judging our season, like we really mm -hmm. saw that we really saw the the excitement for, you know, when they were walking to the room, how it shifted as the season went on. You know what I mean? So um, it's definitely something that was great to experience. And it, Ryan Seacrest, too, right, Clay? Ryan Seacrest, too. He co-hosted well, yeah, the I mean, first year. 
he co-hosted the first year. He hosted our year. Um, Ryan has never been what what's wild to me. And, and I, I hate even saying it out loud again. Ryan's always been close to our age. Ryan was only a few years older than us. I think he was 28 mm-hmm. when we were 24. So he's not much older than we are. What blows my mind is that um, we are today older than simon was when he was judging us and that oh my god just makes me want to crawl in a hole somewhere (laughs) (laughs) but he was absolutely dreadful yeah (laughs) Yeah, he he became he became this i mean simon simon is i think in many ways simon is a huge part of the reason that show became the huge hit that it that it Mm -hmm. was and and remains because people had to tune in initially. I mean, I like to believe that they were tuning in at the end for Ruben and I, but uh, at the very beginning, they were certainly tuning in to see what that mean British judge was going to say to people. It was such a different a thing that American audiences had never seen before. And so uh, people were tuning in for Simon and he he earned in many ways his place in the pantheon of, of TV stars. Absolutely. As as did Seacrest. I mean, we couldn't have predicted that he would become the hardest working man. Show. I mean, he's basically Dick Clark, Casey Kasem and Regis Philbin all in the same. All, you know, he has all their jobs now. It's it's insane. Um, Ruben and I might have been able to predict that. I mean, there was something about Ryan even back then that you could just I mean, yeah, Idol was his only show at that t- when we were on it. But he just has a talent that is obvious the minute you're around him. It's just so obvious that he was born to do what he does. And it's so funny. I didn't realize that he had a radio show, Clay, until after the show was over with. And I was like, hold on. You you do this every day in addition to being with us every day. I only remember, the only reason I remember that, uh, uh, Ruben, is I don't know if you remember the gate that that we had a gate to get to our house Mm -hmm. and the gate code was 9870 because of his radio station at the time. That's the only reason I knew he was on the radio because they told me, wow. just remember it's Ryan's radio station. And I went, his what? <laughs> oh, right. Yes, the same thing. We didn't know, <laughs> but he was a radio guy in L- LA and and he blew up. But he's, he's certainly earned it because there's there's no one who can do it the way he does it. Oh, it's like, where do you find the time in the day? He must not sleep. It's crazy. Um, but hey, you know, we've spent a lot of time, you know, doting on the judges and, and Seacrest hosting and everything. But uh, how about the performers? Like you said, I assume I like to believe a lot of people tuned in because of your two voices were, were powerhouses. Um, well, I'll give him one at a time. So, Ruben, what was your favorite performance during that season? Like, I remember you doing Luther's A House Is Not a Home and a, a bunch of big ones. But what was your favorite? I would have to say my favorite performance was probably A Whole New World. Um, I, I, I do it on this show that we do now. And, you know, well, I don't, I sing it, you know, in the, in the early show meet and greets, um, but it was definitely one of my favorite performances. Tell him why, go ahead. Tell him why. Tell me why. (laughs) It was just just a great performance. I mean, you know, I mean, well, and then, you know, Gladys Knight kind of named me the velvet teddy bear that day. So, you know, (laughs) that, you know, (laughs) you got, you got pipped. Um, oh, and by the way, before I get to Clay's answer, uh, Ruben, when you're at the Bethesda Theater for this show, you might want to say on stage that uh, the show directly following your guys a couple of days later is Peebo Bryson is coming. So okay. there you go. There's oh, your, you can, you can sing a whole new world and tee it up for him. All <laughs> you, right. can do, you can do the next show yourself. I want to watch Peebo. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, Clay, uh, you've had a couple of things to think about it. What was your favorite from that? Um, I will say, I mean, I, I have to be... I, 
it's it's not easy to do, but I liked Bridge only because most every week we got to pick our own songs. You know, we Ruben picked a whole new world for himself that week. I picked my song almost every week. It wasn't ironically until the last two weeks of the show that we no longer got to choose our own songs. Mm -hmm. And that became a little more stressful because Ruben and I had always chosen songs we already knew. That was part of our philosophy going into each week. Choose something you already know. Do it because you know you can do it well. Don't try to learn something in a week. And in the last two weeks, they handed us songs and we had to learn them. Now, I got sort of lucky because Bridge Over Troubled Water was a song that I had sung in my high school choir um, not too many years prior to that. And there was this arrangement of it that I really liked that the choir did. And so I called my choir teacher up and said, listen, can you send us a copy of that arrangement? Because I want to redo it on the show. Um, so I... I guess that's probably the one I'm uh, am most proud of simply because it was one that I didn't get to choose, but we had to come up with a creative way to do. Yeah, I mean, it's Simon and Garbungle. It's a masterpiece song. But are you saying that the choir arrangement was the one? Because I'll never forget how you arranged those final notes. The ease your mind. Yeah. You know, you take all, you it's yours. So was that that? can't take credit for it. Um, <laughs> I can't take credit for it at all. Uh, uh, it was the one that we did in choir. Um, so, um, Great. Mr. Kirby gets all the, Kirby Shaw gets all the credit for that. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And what did you each real quick think about, you know, the the quote coronation songs? I guess what was Flying Without Wings was Rubens and then Clay's was yours was This Is The Night, right? They wrote two and then I guess whoever won would become. But they both became, you know, radio singles after that. So what did you think? I mean, I, I loved mine and, and, and part and parcel because, you know, uh, getting the opportunity to work with Babyface was just. I couldn't believe I was actually in the studio with him. Wow. And so that's when, honestly, that's when I knew that process was like really real. Like yeah. what is happening right now? <laughs> um, and, and, you know, it, it just really changed my perspective of where this thing was headed for me. Like, you know, after doing that song, so I'll always have a fond memory of recording and singing fly without wings. Yeah. Um, I like Rubens better. <laughs> <laughs> if they gave you that one, would you have won? You know, <laughs> oh, no, no, not, and it's not for that reason. I think just yeah. Rubens makes you know, Rubens is. Uh, I, I, I love this is the night I pick on it a lot. It is very high, yeah. um, and it was, and it was a, it was a song that was certainly 
made in a studio, made in a factory. <laughs> the factory built song right. "Flying Without Wings" just to me defines the year. And for for the longest time, Ruben sings it every night, and I get through it every night perfectly fine now. But for the longest time, whenever he would sing it, I, I you know I'd get teary because it is the theme song to that season for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So you both sing those songs on that finale. What's that moment like you've been asked it a million times, but I have to. It would be derelict of duty if I don't ask when close your eyes and try to remember that moment when they when they say the winner, you know, they and after so many text and calls in votes, crazy to think we were texting votes. Uh what and the winner is Ruben Sutter. What's it like in that moment? It is um surreal. Honestly, just the moment was a moment of completion uh, for, I, I think for the both of us, you know, we, we had, we, we endured a lot of things that nobody really gets the opportunity to see. Like our work schedule was that of, of crazy people. <laughs> I mean, 16, <laughs> 17 hour days every day for, you know, six months to get to a place where he and I could stand next to one another and say, you know what? We made it to the end of this thing. Nobody else can say that they made it to this point. Um, I was thrilled to hear my name called, but I was also even more thrilled to know that um, I had completed a task that I set out to, to complete with one of my best friends in the world. Nice. You know, I think a lot of people expect there to be some sort of, it's weird. Ruben and I went back to the finale of the Fox finale, version of the show and um and we we would talk to other winners or runners up who had not talked to their winner or runner up in several years oh, and wow. it was just shocking to both of us that how could you go through that experience and not be tight with that person you know be very good friends with them and i think there was it had in something to do with the fact that we didn't know going into the show in the same way that a subsequent seasons did. We didn't know what the stakes were. You know, when Fantasia and Diana DeGarmo auditioned for Idol season three, they had seen Kelly have a platinum selling album. They had seen uh, my record and Ruben's record both come out and be successful. So they knew the day they showed up for those auditions in those first days, what Idol could do. We had no idea. So we went into it wanting to be successful in it, wanting to have an album out of it. But not really having any sort of sense of competition. I obviously stood there that night and certainly would have loved for my name to be called. But I was what what could be better? Only thing that that was the only thing that could be better than watching my best friend win American Idol. You know, mm -hmm. I'm sitting here standing there watching someone who I really love win something and he's happy and I don't even I mean, I honestly, if I put myself back there in that moment, I cannot remember feeling even a bit of disappointment. I think maybe the next day I might've thought, well, damn. <laughs> um, and, and, but in that moment, I didn't feel it. I was just right. like Ruben said, I was, you know, okay, this is over. I get to go home and sleep. I thought, <laughs> but <Absolutely>. we didn't. <laughs> That's great. Well, I want to follow up on that real quick. And, and Ruben, I want to get I'm sure you have a, a, a brotherhood and sisterhood with with your fellow winners over the years, too. I'll get to that in a second. But I want to follow up on what Clay said, like, so you said a moment of disappointment, but but quickly get over that, because, I mean, if you if you watch this, the show go on, I, you know, some of the most famous figures were were the runner ups. So, you know, Jennifer Hudson, the year after you went on to win an Oscar, Chris Daughtry a year after that, Adam, well, Lam Hudson Adam Lambert, like. Jennifer Hudson and Chris Daughtry came in sixth and fifth 
respectively. So he doesn't. So being even you don't have to be a runner up on that show to be to to have you have to be able and willing to work. You know, Ruben and I got what we got because of the show and we're fortunate to have had the platform. But both of us have had to really work very hard in order to to maintain it, to still be doing this 20 years later. So Jennifer Hudson and Chris Daughtry had to work and they did. Kelly Pickler went to work. She had a talk show for a while. I mean, you really have to do to, to put in the work. And so, um, yeah, there's there's definitely uh, Idol certainly gave people a platform, but you had to you it you could make of it, you know, only what you were willing to to put in the work for. Yeah. Yeah. And Ruben, do you do you the other side of that? You know, I hate to say winners and losers. It's no losers. You both won. But Ruben, the 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 champion that year, do you do you have I'm sure you get called to do things where they just call the winners to as a group to come back or whatever. Like, so do you have like a special kinship with Kelly Clarkson and gosh, Fantasia's in the color purple this year and Carrie Underwood, like the biggest country star for a while there. Taylor Hicks joined the us last couple- time we were all of the winners were together was about nine years ago when okay. ABC took over um, um, American Idol and we did a thing at Disney. And that was, honestly, that was the first time that I had been in the room with everybody that had won the show ever. Okay. Like all okay. of us, like, you know, of course, separately, but everybody from every season together was, that was, that's, that never happens. Right. They don't have so, a room big enough to do that anymore. There are too yeah, many. So many so right. <laughs> But, but it was you, cool. I mean, like, uh, it was cool. That's cool. Yeah. And actually, speaking of winners, uh, tonight, as of on this night day of recording, uh, Jordan Sparks is coming to the Kennedy Center for an MLK uh, Day tribute. Um, okay. Recording. So the the American Idol winners and and other contestants, finalists like yourself, Clay, uh, they're they're all over the place doing stuff all the time. It's awesome. It's awesome. Well, uh, I get. I appreciate you taking so much time with us today. Um, before we run, um. Tease, what else, what else do we got coming up next? Are there, you know, I want to give you all a platform to plug after this 20th anniversary tour wraps. You know, is there a new album or anything? Any new singles? What should we tease? Yeah, my new album is out now. It's called The Way I Remember It. It's everywhere. So if you want to, you know, tease it, you could do that. Appreciate it. And Clay? No, no new albums for me. Ruben's gotten me. I, I stopped performing and and stopped recording over a decade ago. Stopped performing um, and touring over a decade ago too. The only person I've gotten back on stage with since 2012 has been Ruben. So uh, there's so uh, Ruben and Clay will do something together again. I have no doubt. But uh, but we've done. We will have done by the time this this tour is over. 82 cities. Um, it is the, a very, it's been a very long tour. It's been a very rewarding one. And, uh, I, I am just fortunate that I have a teenager who I don't have to chase around the house. Ruben will be going back to a, to a three-year-old who's going to keep him exhausted. I get to go home and take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> a little more relaxation time. That's great. Hey, uh, but also final second, something else just popped in my head. I would love to know which performer, uh, either either before or after you, because you could say Kelly Clarkson if you want. But which was there an idol performance that and you can't say yourselves that blew you away? You know, people people like do their rankings of their favorite idol performances. But was there like you know Adam Lambert singing Mad? No, nah, I, I I still I I'm a, I'm gonna go with Fantasia's rendition of Summertime. She killed that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not gonna choose that. It was in my top two for sure. So since you did that. Uh, Carrie Underwood's alone when she came out with her hair all permed up and she sang the living out of that song that 
was uh, phenomenal. Um, a, a, a big one for me. I didn't, I didn't, you know, at, at some point after season four and five, um, you know, it starts becoming a, it's like going to high school football games. You know, I wouldn't be where I am today if I hadn't graduated from high school, but I don't go back to all the football games. So there were a few years where I, I missed them. <laughs> so. Yeah. You can't go back to every game. You maybe you yes. pick a homecoming every 10 years or something. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I really, really appreciate you you joining us again, everyone. It is at the Bethesda Theater in Bethesda, Maryland, right over the line from the nation's capital. It's going to be on Monday, January 22nd. So get your tickets now. Hey, thank you so much for doing this. This was a blast. Thank Thank you, you, sir. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. 